0: It was a huge like revelation when it's like, oh yeah, you're not just here to make me happy and I'm yeah. not here to make you happy. And then it's like you start seeing each other in a different light and you just out of, you know, out of nowhere you do actually make each other happy, but it's in supporting each other and working and yeah. not having all these crazy expectations. I think expectations are the thief of joy. <laughs>
1: Welcome to
2: the Living Centered Podcast, where we enter into honest conversations about pursuing a more centered life, rediscovering, reclaiming, and rooting in to who we truly are. I'm your host, Miles Edcox.
1: I'm your host, Lindsay Nobles. I'm your
3: host, Mackenzie Vogt. And I'm your host, Hannah Warren. Hey friends, welcome back to Living Center. Today, Lindsay and I get to sit down with couple Zach and Stacy Williams to dig into the theme of resilience, something they've each exhibited in their respective stories, but also a quality that serves as a hallmark of their 20-year relationship. Zach and Stacy are both creatives in their own right. Stacy co-owns a beautiful antique furniture and design shop here in Nashville, along with her business partner Monica, called Patina and Co. Stacy has spent the last six years cultivating this community, and the shop's popularity helped land her and Zach a design and renovation show on the Magnolia Network called The Williams Family Cabin. Zach is a singer-songwriter and frontman of The Lone Bellow, a three-piece Americana band that has been touring together for over a decade. Originally born in Brooklyn, the band now lives and writes here in Nashville and are currently touring their fifth record, Love Songs for Losers, which has been called an intimate meditation on the pain and joy and ineffable wonder of being human. In this conversation, we chew on exactly that, the pain and the joy and the gift of our humanity. Zach and Stacy revisit their relationship origin story and tell us how they became Zach and Stacy, but also share some of the things that have kept them coming home to each other after all these years. I loved getting to hear their respective first-person accounts of their younger years, as well as the heartbreaks and joys of the ongoing journey that is growing with and alongside one another. You are going to laugh and resonate with their honest take on life together. Let's dive into this conversation with our friends, Zach and Stacy Williams. We are here with Zach and Stacy Williams, one of the most creative couples I know, and one of the best teams I know. And Lindsay just referred to y'all as Coach... Taylor and Tammy Taylor. So let's real, just real start real on a hot, Please. hot note. For can I highlights. be Tammy? You can be Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> no way. She's the best. I'm Tammy. She is the best. You kind of. Yeah, I have, really
1: like him too, even I, though he's kind he's, of uh, obtuse at times. He like. It's very endearing to me. Yeah, mm,
0: so involved so in the work. Involved. I think she kept them on the level, though.
1: Oh, for sure. would yeah. it, it, it. would have gone it's off the rails see, if yeah, he had that's married totally, somebody else. <laughs> totally correct. But
0: he yeah, picked well, her, Tammy. So you picked
1: Stacy, mm. or Stacy <laughs> picked you? Stacy, picked picked you yeah. totally
3: Wait, so, picked me. That is a great note to start. Like, <laughs> let's talk about origin story. I know a Love little bit. It. It's, it's yeah. You, you get us going. He picked me. Well, Set we the stage, met
2: but how long? Yeah. When we were 12 years old, Tammy Faye and Jim Baker <laughs> had just had their falling out, and they shut down their theme park. And Where was that, summer, Colorado? It was in...
0: South Carolina. South New Carolina. Heritage, okay. South Carolina. But we someone, were at the water park. Someone
2: purchased it and was about to reopen it and rename it uh, New Heritage USA. And our little church went on a summer trip. So Stacy and I went m- to the same church. Yeah. Stacy and I met at New Heritage USA right after the the poo hit the fan with Tammy Faye <laughs> and Jim Baker.
1: And That's so, so Sandy yeah. loves <laughs> he
0: got dared to ask me to go out with him.
2: I was on the top of the big water slide where there – there's actually a really famous picture of Jerry Falwell at the top of this water Thank slide you. in a suit. But I was I'm at the top of this water slide, from, and my best buddy, Brian Cox, was like, I dare you to ask that girl down there to be your girlfriend. I remember I slid down the water slide and got, like, pretty scared halfway. And I just walked up to her, and I was like, chubby. He and, had uh, you know,
0: Red swimsuit on. I oh had a red swimsuit
2: on, and I was like, will you be my girlfriend? <laughs> she was like, okay.
0: Had you spoken? And I didn't talk to
2: her the rest of the camp. Had that, you spoken that before
0: my... that, or those
3: the first words?
2: First words. First words
3: ever uttered. Will first you be my girlfriend? First words. I
0: mean, Zach was like, he knew. I was new there, so I knew no one. So I was just so thankful that someone was talking to me. I was like, yeah, I'll be your girlfriend. <laughs> I have a friend. And he knew everybody, so I'd seen him. But we didn't know each other, so we went out for a few days, and then I dumped him on the bus ride home. No, for Michael you dumped Gardner. me on the
2: roller skating rink with Michael Gardner. <laughs>
0: this is so; <laughs> these are like such
3: iconic <laughs> sort of short film moments. Yeah, see and I, I don't think Michael grew
2: any taller than than that moment <laughs> in his life.
0: He's <laughs> still jealous. I hope. he's Yeah, but swing. then
2: you know, we went back home and went to different schools. You kind of you didn't go to that church. I like, didn't. You just I went to summer came camp for that the year. Fun stuff. Yeah, she showed up at summer camp and and everybody was like, Ugh! and then I she left go? like yeah. a ghost. <laughs> um, and then, and then I saw really you good again.
0: Good friends. Yeah,
2: you came to my middle school dance for some odd reason.
1: With Michael
0: Gardner?
2: No, no. <laughs> she just like showed up with a friend oh. who went to my school, Katie. Hempfield,
0: Hempel. Yes. Yes.
2: And um wow, I was I really like there she is. I remember just like standing with my full back against the wall <laughs> the whole time just like oh my god. <laughs>
0: so
3: but then after
2: that we like became friends but I was like head over heels <laughs> for her and she was like you're such a good friend. Can I call you and talk to you about all my boyfriend <laughs> problems for the next eight years? And wow. I was like, yeah. The
3: long game. You're
2: playing yeah. the long game. So she'd call me, and I You're don't know if I like friends. his highlighted tips. And I was like, you shouldn't. <laughs> They're stupid. And um, But also, it was a little tricky because I would try to date someone, and then she'd call crying.
0: Oh. Okay. And
2: she'd be like, No. <laughs> And I'd be like, what's wrong? And she'd be like, I don't know. Oh. But can you not go to the dance with blah, blah, blah? And I was, <laughs> like, Mitty. Mitty. I was like, whatever, whatever you need. Oh um,
0: he was like, if I don't go, like, can we hang out? I'm like, mm, sure. And so then he would cancel his plans, and then we totally wouldn't hang out. No, <laughs> oh, no. It's a rocky start.
3: A <laughs> yeah. rocky start. It wow. was a rocky but start. But the nail
2: in the coffin was like, I came and visited you at your house one time. And your mom was like, "That's a keeper." And you were like, "Yeah, that's why I want nothing to do with him." (laughs) (laughs) My My
0: mom loved Zach, like Mm. adored him, and could just see she knew all the things I couldn't. And I was like, "Ew, mom! Like he's like my brother. That's so gross."
2: But we tried to date. Kind
0: of liked him. I kind of did. Of course.
2: We tried to date senior year.
0: Sophomore year too.
2: Sophomore year didn't count. Like for a week. Yeah, you like literally had another boyfriend <laughs> that I didn't know about.
3: This history is so like it's in there. It's just lost oh, yeah. specifically for Zach.
2: <laughs> oh. I know all the boys' uh, names. I know yeah, first.
3: He remembers
0: all these details that I'm like, really? Oh my god. How do you remember
2: that? And I fought hard for her heart.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, I well, know you're. You got it. a war on all fronts. It's. I like. mean, yeah, he did really get it. It was hard fought, hard hard one for sure. Because I feel like once I realized, oh, I am in love with Zach. I'm crazy about him. It was like I fell so hard, and he was like, "Fool me once." <laughs> so <laughs> I, I you, really, I yeah. really had to, I had mm-hmm. to grovel and show him that I meant it.
1: How old were y'all when that happened?
0: We were...
2: Which time?
0: 20. No, that was like when we really started dating. Yeah. We were 20, 21?
2: Yeah, we were in college. We somehow magically both got scholarships.
0: Okay. Yeah, we left right after 9-11 happened. I mean, every everything, everywhere you go, everything you do makes up your story. Yeah. But we both had this very, <laughs> what's the word, like conservative Southern Baptist upbringing that sort of... Kind of informed where you landed. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Directed us kind of until we were married. And then at Palm Beach Atlantic is where we met some of our best friends, yeah. like everyone that yeah. we're still dear friends with. And that was sort of when we started, like the bubble popped a little bit. We started thinking for ourselves, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My parents didn't want me to go to college anyway. So they were like, okay, finally, you got that out of your system. Come home.
3: So interesting. Take over the family Isn't that biz. Funny? Yeah.
2: And let's, you know, live a happy life. And I went home for a year. You went and worked at a summer camp that we used to work at, dumped me again, <laughs> failed to tell the last me about time. it.
0: That's
3: it.
2: Yeah, so obviously my family was like, please stay <laughs> I was just away from good her, material, Please.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they were not fans. <laughs> they were not fans
2: for obvious reasons. Rightfully so, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I worked for my fi- with my family for a year. It wasn't a good fit. And I was like, I want to finish college. And then we like really fell in love mm. and got married fast. I mean, we dated for like four months then.
0: Well, we got back together in September. September is right around my uh, birthday. When I threw my
2: moleskin into the woods, <laughs> yes.
0: Our kids still talk about that. They're like, so dad threw his journal like into the woods, and then you went and found it? I was like. Yes.
2: Your father's always been really dramatic. <laughs>
0: Very dramatic. <laughs> no, oh that was goodness. September, and then we got engaged in April and married in August, and we yeah. were twenty-two years old.
2: And we we, we bought a condo down in Florida, sight unseen, and landed from from our honeymoon in Florida and didn't know anyone. And then Caleb Clardy was the first yeah. person I met. Wow. And Mike Donahue
3: people you're still very close with mm-hmm. for those who don't know. So so then what? So you all are married. You're wrapping up school, you're meeting these incredible people. Oh, I've got be- like
2: 3 more years. Oh, I'm I like, like
3: in really in aggregate really we've been together time. for 12 years. <laughs> 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 we've been in college for 7. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> like,
2: so <laughs> I had a 1.4 grade point <laughs> average when I transferred from one college <laughs> to the other. Okay. Um, which is
0: really hard to do.
2: Which is really hard it's to do. I had really to talk my to I do that,
0: man. Yes.
2: And I had to talk my way into the other school, oh which was God. hilarious. But Well,
0: and by playing music, by leading worship. So it's the first time you really started like Well, just
2: singing. I I didn't know how you to play, play any guitar music. and
0: sing at the same time. So you're holding no not even a prop guitar. No. Just <laughs> just singing. Doing it in a fifty seven. That's how that's how they let you in. Mm-hmm. You were on probation the first semester.
2: Yes. And we were we were married and living on the ocean for a year having a blast meeting all these new friends, all these, like, playwrights and thespians and yeah, just, I like. I was working. Yeah, sorry. You, I you was doing all that. So we got Ernest
3: Hemingway and his sugar mama. Yeah, Stacy was working on
2: Palm Beach at different boutiques and nannying for a couple of different families. I was just at school, like, having a ball. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the hurricane came through. And all of our friends that we had met, we all went back up to our hometown to get away from the hurricane.
3: Wow. And then
2: that's when, like, our whole life was, like, really kind of shaken up.
0: Yeah.
1: You're just, like, fleeing
0: it for the weekend? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. We were evacuating, and it was just going to be it, – it was just, like, school was canceled, so we were, like, so fun, road trip. So all of our friends went to Georgia with us to stay at Zach's parents' house And where they were living at the time, they had horses, and we'd always jump on and ride. And so one day, we were all out riding, and I got on in flip-flops and no helmet, I will say, Mm. Um, and just, like, took off in this field. And then Zach said less than—like, it wasn't very long. A couple minutes later, the horse comes charging back, and you said you knew something was wrong because normally I'd be like, Zach! Yeah. Come help me.
2: Yeah, it was just completely silent. And Um, the horse
1: came back without Stacy.
2: Yeah. And Caleb was with me, and we ran out into the field and found her and, like, immediately knew that we shouldn't touch her. Mm. Like, she was like, you know, it was not okay. And I'm so thankful that we didn't touch her because she had broken C1, C3, C5, and C6. And that's where life, like, really changed and...
0: And it's so funny. I had just said, we'd just celebrated our one-year anniversary. And I said to him, we were, like, eating our wedding cake, you know, the top mm. that you save. And I was like, this year's been, like, it's been so good. Which can we it's just,
2: been, can we pause? Are are you supposed to do that? It's I a mean, thing. People talk tradition. about it. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. We were fine. Okay. But I was like, this year's been so good. Like, something bad has to happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then mm. a week Two weeks later, uh, we were in Shepherd Center in Atlanta, and I had a halo on.
1: How far from from like a hospital were you? Were y'all you out very like, in close? The country? No, oh, my, my close? parents yeah, were like forty were minutes outside of Atlanta. Okay, yeah. great. So there's resources. Okay, yeah.
2: so we're, yes, we're, We first the first stop was Kinnestone, mm-hmm. where we were born. You were born. And then the second stop was Atlanta Medical, and that's where they did the surgery and put the halo on and we were there for a few weeks and then somehow the shepherd center found Stacy and to this day I don't know how they found us they had an 8 month wait to get in wow and she was her muscles were going into atrophy she had already been diagnosed quadriplegic oh my
0: god and
2: they came and visited my mom and I and Stacy was like clocked out on oxycodone Having a blast. I
0: think it was like a morphine drip then. i was yeah. still in the hospital. You're like, let's, let's oh, be yeah, clear. wasn't about fun? <laughs> I know.
2: And yeah, they were like, if you want to move her, like, we think that we could do things differently. Mm. And and we see a light at the end of this tunnel. I had college student in health insurance. Yeah, I paid
0: like, for half the ambulance ride. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, and it was scary. They did they were, move us. It hurt real bad mm. to be moved, but they moved so you us. you could
1: feel things. I only could, here. I, only I just
0: way remember way being on the – I was, like, on the stretcher being moved from Atlanta Medical to Shepherd Center, and they had, like, brick pavers in the lobby, and I just remember oh, the stre- – and I just remember being, like, yeah. please stop. Please stop. <laughs> And then just, like, passing out again because, I mean, everything just hurts (sighs) so bad. And then we got to Shepherd Center, and they took the halo off, which was really scary because it's just, like, manual. I mean, you're just, like, breaking something apart that's around your very sore Mm -hmm. head and neck, you know. And then we started – we were there for a while. They would come in every morning, do this pencil test like on my hands and my feet and i just mm. remember sometimes like looking at it and being like oh i wish i felt that but like just felt nothing i mean it's so funny like it it was hard to sit up and like eat food you know like i just don't remember mm-hmm. everything's so out the window like yeah. so then they come in one day and i move a finger and they're like this is amazing like that the feeling's coming back It's just she's a paraplegic now. It's just waist down. And then, like, a week later, they came in. My feet were so swollen. They came in and did the pencil test, and I was like, wait, do that again. And they did it again, and I was like, I think I felt something. But I couldn't tell if it's because I wanted to so bad or if I truly did. Mm -hmm. But then this really numb, like, tingling sensation happened for over, like, a few days, and then the feeling came back. I, was, I had a fusion from C1 to C7, still do, but we started doing therapy, and in the physical therapy room, there were butterflies painted on the ceiling, hmm. so Zach talks about that in his song, Hospital, but the funniest part was, so they had like, live it, you know, we were married, so they had like an apartment that spouses could live in, so they wouldn't oh, have great. to leave campus. Yeah. It was, it is it's an amazing place. Wow. But at night, you know, like, visiting hours would end at, like, 6 or 7, so he'd have to leave. And one night, he went and played an open mic at the Starbucks, well, I like, had, down the street, right?
2: So at the in the apartment, I had started learning how to play the guitar and sing at the same time. <laughs> and... <laughs> You know, I was going through, like, shock or grief or whatever yeah, you want to call sure. it. Like, having an it. outer body experience for yeah. weeks on end. And our friends would come and visit.
0: Meanwhile, you're in classes of, like, how to dress me and how to feed mm-hmm. me. And we're, like, kind of thinking about your thinking how this changes our yeah. life. Yeah. 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 I had I was oblivious. So our friends that. would
2: come and visit often. And they'd be like, how are you? <laughs> and I just started just, like, reading them my journal entries instead of, like, trying to be like, oh, well, we're doing mm-hmm. – right. I was like, hmm. I was like, well, here's here's the darkness. Read it, yeah. And I think it was Caleb. Caleb was like, there's an open mic across the street. When we go back home and leave you here and you, you know, have to go back to the apartment and leave Stacy, you should try to sing these journal entries to the strangers across the street at the open <laughs> mic. Wow. And I was like, I'm down. And there was no choruses or anything. And I started going over there and, like, these poor strangers <laughs> – like, with their peppermint <laughs> spice lattes. Maka. And I was just, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> totally bawling, crying. Oh, my
3: gosh. And they were
2: just, like, you know. Uh, and I would just wander back over to my apartment and go to sleep. But that's where, like, mm. the, like, love of songwriting was birthed in me yeah. and the love of, like, experiencing the kindness of strangers in a room. Yeah. Mm. And everybody came back up, and we were – There was another series of of events that happened where like Caleb's dad passed away at a really young age while all this was going on. And like everyone was just having this like, holy moly, what are we going to do with our lives kind of moment? This life happens really fast. And we were all like, well, if Stacey ever gets better, let's all move to New York City. I was like, I'll pursue music. You pursue your playwright thing. You try to be an actor. Let's go. Like
3: this is like in my mind, it's like written on a napkin. Like you guys are just scribbling. Like
2: okay, yeah, like oh yeah. It was was like it was was after Jim's funeral. It was like a late (coughs) night.
0: I feel like it was on your front porch. Even it was like a blood pack of like Sort of like we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, so let's make the most of it. Let's just like hands up in the air and go to New York. Yeah. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm so tired. Yeah. Oh, it had and some it recovery happened. to do. Yeah. It did. Yeah, the Like, we had six months of therapy, outpatient. outpatient therapy, and then moved back to West Palm. You finished school.
1: Y'all, together, you moved back to West Palm.
0: Yeah. Together, we yeah. moved back, yeah. We were in Georgia for six months, living with his parents once I was out of the hospital. And then... I remember
2: she, she like, went back to work and was a nanny again. She was, like...
0: Oh, my god, Like, couldn't turn
2: her head. <laughs> I was like, you good? She was like,
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: She's tough. she's yes, a, she's she's a tough, tough mama. And I was just like, I just want to sing. <laughs>
3: and are you still at Starbucks singing
0: to the people so with my drinks?
2: I went full tilt. I started a band like within a month. I okay. was like zero to sixty. <laughs> like, in wow, Florida, that. in
0: West Palm, we
2: moved back down to Florida, and like I started a band with Lance Filio and a few other friends. you sing? Do what?
1: Lance sings.
2: He plays drums. He plays yeah.
1: the drums. That's good to know.
2: And we started we started just hitting that West Palm live music scene. <laughs> Big uh,
1: scene.
2: <laughs> which I mean at the time was a really fun scene yeah, cuz that was like Dashboard Confessional okay. and Copeland.
0: Yeah. And
2: like there's a few like Florida things Forgot happening. About.
0: I know. But and, I types. knew it wasn't
2: like my <laughs> scene, so.
3: But songwriting that's as cool. a way through. Like mm. is that that's obviously kind of carried it's carried on through your story. So, do you still approach it from the same perspective? Like, because y'all—I mean, you tour a lot. Mm-hmm. You guys are apart a lot. There's been obviously lots of hard things that have happened in life since then. Do you still? Is that like? Do you still have a moleskin, a new moleskin? Mm-hmm. Not the,
2: the not old the one, but, one from the woods. Yeah, not the
3: one from the woods, but
2: yeah, I—I I took a break like two years ago, yeah, and I just stopped writing songs.
0: Before you say you quit, you, get, oh, you gave see, it a quits. break two years ago. Like, I would go back. I think, like, yeah. your first amazing album and, like, one of the best songs you've ever written is 100% written out of a hard time I've mm. experience.
2: Which one is that?
0: Tree to Grow.
2: Okay. It's yeah. A great song. Thank you.
0: That was, yeah, Zach wrote that after a really, really hard time in our marriage where I was like, I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. Mm. We were on a plane, and he was just like, "Oh, they're like scribbling," in you know he's left-handed, so he's kind of like wah, wah, scribbling <laughs> in his journal. She just had a picture a like sch- a
2: monkey on a plane with a pencil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, I think you, it was a pretty long flight, and I think you wrote in your journal the entire flight, and then come to find out, like a few weeks later, you'd written almost like the whole first album mm-hmm. on that flight. I wrote
2: the majority of the first Lone Bellow album on a flight. Yeah. On the way to Mexico. Oh my
1: God!
0: When we wow, were holding on by a string, like yeah. we, our, mm. the trip to Mexico was kind of like, all right, can we figure this out?
2: Yeah, songwriting has definitely always been a cathartic thing. I think the first year living in Nashville, like, it got challenged a little bit. Yeah. Like the label was like, "Hey, go meet with people and write," and I was like, "Okay, this has always been like a really personal it's thing a with me." thing, yeah. And I wanted to like learn the Nashville way. And I tried it for an album, and I was like, "I don't like this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's hard I stopped. For you. And it's—I mean—it's interesting being in a band with, like, especially with people like Brian, who like Brian loves collaborating. Yeah. So we have this thing where he like wants to collaborate with people, and I'm like very
3: keep it close to the keep rest. it close. Yeah.
2: But yes, it, it definitely still is. Even like our latest song that's like on the radio right now is a song called "Honey," and it's it's literally. A conversation that I had with Stacy, like when I got back home from tour one time, she was so just sick of me being gone. And I think I called her Honey the first day I was home. She was like, "Don't ever call me Honey." I was like, (laughs) "It's a new name." What about Baby? She was like, "Don't call me." I was
0: like, "Do you know me? Why are you calling me Honey?"
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it definitely is. Yeah, it definitely is, and it's also morphed to where like I now try to put myself in other people's stories. Yeah, Like there's a song called Fake Roses. And Fake Roses is a song about her mom Mm. uh, and her mom's sister, Edna and Fredna. Edna
3: and Fredna. (laughs) The (laughs) The best sister names of all time. Hey, friends. Interrupting this conversation with the Williams to talk a little bit about healthy love and relationships. As humans, we are all wired for connection, but unfortunately, many of us did not get our most basic emotional needs met in our early development. When we don't get our emotional needs met, we start to look to other relationships to fulfill those needs. This affects our self-worth and self-esteem, resulting in harmful and hurtful relationship patterns in adulthood. We repeat what we don't repair, so we will continue to live out the same scenarios and situations we experienced growing up until we find the space and guidance we need to explore what's behind these unhealthy patterns. Healthy Love and Relationships is a six-day experience that will help you address the core wounds that drive self-sabotaging behaviors and the need for approval that continues to disrupt your relationships. If you have a historical pattern of dysfunctional relationships or find yourself frequently disappointed by unmet expectations— This group program provides a safe, nurturing environment essential for rebuilding your self-worth. To connect with others, we must first connect with ourselves. This program will leave you with a more compassionate relationship with yourself so you can build healthy relationships with the ones you love. If you think that healthy love and relationships might be a fit for you, you can connect with our admissions team at 1-800-341-7432 or visit us at experienceonsite.com.
1: I'm struck like listening to y'all about like just the adversity Mm. that y'all have experienced Mm. and how it's like probably a testament just to who you are. But I'm curious like where it came from in each of you Mm. that like the idea to keep dreaming in the middle of the hard things, Mm -hmm. you know, like when, you know, like Stacy's in the hospital and you're like, when she gets better, if she gets better, we'll go to New Mm. York. Like, that's not, that's resilient, you know? That's resiliency. And, like, where did that come from, and how have you nurtured it
2: in seasons Mm -hmm. of your life? Mm -hmm. I would say that's, like, definitely from being a part of a group of really close friends. Mm -hmm. Community. That, like, we were always pushing each other.
0: And I feel like just as long as I've known you, like, you've sort of been that way, like, since you were a kid. Just, like such a visionary and like oh I want to do this I'm gonna do it and some sometimes I feel like I'm <laughs> I'm along for the ride I mean it's funny how things have shifted but in the early days I was really along for the ride to like make sure the rent got paid and we had money for groceries and gas in the cars like I was the I was the realist like clocking in the hours for a yeah. paycheck to support Zach but I mean, I, I loved it. I was so happy to do it. And then that sort of quickly became, like, the early childbearing years. Like then mm-hmm. we had Loretta a few years after we moved to New York, and then Betty and then Hazel. and it yeah was- like,
2: for instance, like Stacy had a full ride to UGA. And ended up not finishing college because she worked me through college. Mm. And then we moved to New York, and I wanted to pursue music. So she got, like, a job at Scoop Kids <laughs> in the meatpacking district. <laughs> and would i mean, I'm sure you had this experience, but, like, back then, every morning in the summertime at the meatpacking district, uh, all of the smell of the mm-hmm. flesh was still on the sidewalk, and yep. the sun is burning— and, and cool. and I mean, she's the, like
3: it's before Chelsea mm. became cool. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it, it was now.
0: like you, you yeah. totally. It was very working girl. Like you brought a pair of shoes to change into, you know, like subway flats. Yes, I had yeah. my subway flats, and then I had to put my cute shoes on for work. But I would do it once I like walked over the gross sidewalks, and I got just got into Gosh. scoop. And,
2: and I would have my little job too, but yeah, we would like it would definitely be like, all right, when's the next show? Mm. Life
0: was
1: sort of centered around your a little bit. dreams yeah. for a long yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What did that feel like, Stacey?
0: That's a great question. I mean, it felt really exciting. Yeah. Like, I, there was definitely, like, we were so young, and it was exciting. I think with, once we started having kids, which I really wanted to have kids, and I, like, we're so fortunate, there were, like, you know just that valley of diapers in the early baby years he'd yeah. come home and I'd be like oh you got to you got to go to lunch with someone today like oh you're going here for a two-night songwriting session you know it <laughs> yeah. was just like yeah, i oh man it was like kind of like I was trying to tip the scales which is not a good way to live mm-hmm. it, it actually caused a lot of fighting and yeah, stuff we had to work through. But I think that's what was so amazing about, you know, we thought we were like Brooklyn for life, wanted to live there forever. Had our three girls and then found out like Harlan, our baby boy was a surprise. So I was like, (laughs) we just moved to a fourth floor apartment. It had been like two years of him just touring nonstop. And I was just like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Mm. And the apartment we had just moved into, we loved, but we had a we had like a triple bunk for the girls. And I was like, there's not like a slot for this baby. Like there's not even a hallway. There's no <laughs> <Not a> closet. <laughs> there's nothing. I mean, there was nothing for him. So then we started, and I think it had it had kind of worn on you how much of like especially Hazel's first year that you missed. Like you were starting to miss a lot because you were traveling in a bus, and it was it's just like hard to get to and from Brooklyn. It's not a central yeah. place. So that's when we started thinking about Nashville, and when we moved here, I was pregnant. I was. Seven months pregnant with Harlan,
2: which thinking about moving to Nashville was like blasphemous <laughs> in our mind. <laughs> it was yeah. really the whole
1: hard. Group, yeah, like because no. you collectively decided to move to New York. Yeah. Did so, you collectively decide? No, no. no. and we were that's the first was so ones to leave.
0: So it's like we. I just felt like we were like betraying everyone. Like, your back. Yeah, yeah, we just like we messed up the good thing. You know, like, we like scrambled it all up.
2: My my agent Jonathan Levine, that's here. Wonderful man sat me down, and he drew a flower around the city of Nashville. And he was like, here's all the cities that you can play a show one night and take your kids to school the next morning. And it was like everything east of the Rockies and then like up to like New York. Mm. And I was like, that is really hard to argue with. Yeah, you couldn't
0: argue with the time with your kids. But – it was a really, really hard move. And, yeah. and then even when we got here, I was pregnant, I had a two-year-old, and he was <laughs> gone. And I actually remember calling you one time from the skating rink again. Maybe there's oh, something and I was with skating rink. Like
2: London, <laughs> yes.
0: You were in London and I was just like. I, I'm. I can't stay here. Like you and the kids can live here. I wish you all the best, but like I'm not gonna be here when you come home. And he was like, "What? He's like, well, is your mom there? I was like, she's here. She'll be here too. She's gonna take care of the kids. I'm out. Like I'm going back to Brooklyn. And I mean, my like,
2: such an ultimatum. What? My favorite was <laughs> like a blizzard happened all up the East Coast. Okay, so including here in Nashville. This is 2016. There was that
0: really snowy. And winter. it was Emily oh, Marshall's yeah.
2: birthday in Brooklyn. And she was, like, and I was on tour, like, in Europe, real far away. And she was, like, nine months pregnant, 11 months pregnant, whatever, huge.
0: <laughs> 15 months
2: pregnant. And she was, like, I'm, I'm uh, flying up to New York uh, to celebrate Emily's birthday, and that's just what's going to happen. And, like, her Uber driver was, like, scared to get her to the airport. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Her flight barely made it. She landed. There was snow everywhere. I
0: did get out right before the blizzard, but then it came, and everything was covered. Like, New York shut down. Nashville shut down. So then I was trying to fly back, and my flight got canceled, and my poor mom was here, and I was like, hey, I'm not going to be back till tomorrow. And then that flight was supposed to be in the morning, and it kept getting delayed, delayed, delayed. And then finally, I got on a flight, but I was sitting in a taxi. Like, I could see LaGuardia, but we were just, like, still on an exit ramp, and I was like, "I have to get on that plane." So I was watching time, just tick, 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 and then finally, I just get out. I mean, was so I'm, stressful. I'm on the highway, but I'm like, I think I can make it to the airport faster than the snow taxi. everywhere,
2: like dirty new <laughs> snow. Nighttime.
0: I'm just like this so. That's like how bacteria. sad she was
2: <laughs> about moving to Nashville. In a nutshell. <laughs>
0: And also, I was like, I'll do anything.
3: and also speaks to like your grit and your fire <laughs> and your desire to like that do things so cool. your way, which I love. <laughs> I love. But I know that that like with a partner right who's constantly leaving and pursuing their creative dreams and kind of holding on down the fort. Yeah, that over time is challenging. Yeah, and you guys have had to kind of find a new groove repeatedly, like mm-hmm. lose the groove, refine the groove. Yeah. And what what do you guys think has kept you? The most sane together, if that is a, mm. if that's an okay way to ask that question. Like, what's kept your feet on the ground? And for, like, you guys are home to each other, but I, I'm sure it doesn't always feel that way. Maybe not when you're running, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you're running through the snow on the highway in Brooklyn. Or threatening that I'm not going to be there yeah. when he comes home from a long trip. Oh man, I mean, I think for me, it's like. Knowing that this is a life that, like, we've chosen, but, like, also that we've been given. Like, it's mm-hmm. a real gift to get to live out, like, t- we just, we talk about that. Like, we love what we do. And you know what they say, like, find something you love, never work another day in your life. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's kind of how we feel. Like, yeah. we're working all the time, but it just doesn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we have to check, like just like how I was saying, we did in the I did in the baby years with the scale. Like you just can't do that. So They're I can't. Scale. When he comes home, I can't. You know, from a long tour, I can't be like, well, you know, so and so got sick. I was at urgent care. I had to go do this. I got to, like, yeah. you can't. You can't just go through the laundry yeah. list. I mean, you can, but then that's not. It's not serving anyone. It's really well. not really serving anyone. Yeah. So we try. The biggest thing for me is, like, when he comes home, I try to, like, keep going with all the things to, like, give him a second to, like, be home. And, you know, we all kind of have to reacclimate. Like, all of a sudden, I'm not the—I love solo parenting because I can just do whatever I want. But now I have a partner that I have to—we have to agree on parenting. The kids have to kind of get used to you being home again. So it's work, but it's, like— it's also like Christmas over and over mm-hmm. again where it's That's like. So beautiful. Dad's home. Like, oh, we're, like, we're going to go. Let's go out to eat tonight or let's go do this or let's go to the park. Like, it feels like all these reasons to celebrate, like, on a Wednesday at 3 yeah. o'clock, you know. I love That's that. That's awesome.
2: What was the question?
0: <laughs> so, like, <laughs> what what brings
3: you guys home to each other? Like, how do you recalibrate? How mm. do you keep choosing each other over and over again? And kind of like, what is keeping you guys on the path toward each other? in the midst of, like, creative pursuits that kind of take you in different directions sometimes.
2: I mean, I think one of the most exciting parts of our marriage was when you and Monica started dreaming about Patina & Co. That's Mm -hmm.
0: funny. I was going to say, like, you're wildly supportive of all the things, too.
2: I just, like, it's just such an insane story of, like, Parenting, I'm talking about Stacy's story, but like parenting, like letting me pursue my pretty ambiguous dreams that like still to this day doesn't pay all the bills for our family, like this this whole like wild thing. And then in the midst of it, like sitting down on the back porch with Eric and Monica and being like, hey, Zach, welcome home. We're going (laughs) to put... X amount on our personal Amex and buy all this furniture from Europe and we think it's gonna go great. (laughs) And I was like,
0: that was our business. I think there's another
2: way to do that. But yeah, (laughs) there's like small business loans and I don't, (laughs) yeah. But then like watching her and Monica just like
1: create a successful
3: business.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Something really beautiful. Yeah. It was a successful business. And I feel like so much of the reason why it was successful is because of how they deal with conflict. And I feel like that's like as much of an art as mm. writing a song in my yeah. mind. And I think that the the store, the feeling of the store when you walk in, it all boils down to like their working relationship slash friend relationship. And watching your spouse... Like, walk through that. It was just a real honor and mm. still is. So, that's home to me. Yeah. Right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Monica and I, like, we're just, and that's my business partner at And we, you know, we just had a mutual friend in New York, a couple of mutual friends, but we didn't really get to know each other until we moved down here. And I feel the same way when I look back on it. I'm like, huh, I had like a, I had a seven-month-old and Zach toured, and I met Monica. And just something, you know, she was telling me about this idea she had. And I think as a kid, I always wanted to own like a clothing boutique. Like mm-hmm. I always wanted to dress people. And then, like when she was talking, I was like, "I'm going to dress houses." Mm-hmm. And it's like just dredging like, up
3: that dream. Yeah,
0: it was a, and it was just one from so long ago that. I hadn't thought about in forever. And it is amazing how, like, I think sometimes when you do the work, you do what's in front of you. You work at Scoop Kids. You work retail. Like, everything you do, you do what you have to do. And then you have these amazing kids. I You know, I was given this opportunity for a mm-hmm. career that I never – I don't – I was, like – too scared to hope for almost, Mm. you know, or, like, to expect. I was like, oh, I I stay home with the kids, and it's really fun. I decorate all of our apartments, you know. Mm. Like, there was never, like, a feeling of lacking, but it was also just kind of like a closed door that I just didn't go to, you know, and Zach was and still is so supportive. Mm. Like, I feel like, you know, you always say I supported you, but I feel like you're – So much more supportive of me than I am of you. (laughs) That's nice. Um, And
2: ridiculous, but yeah.
0: No, you're, it's just, it really helps. Like you believe in it. And I laugh because he, anywhere we go, I walk up and he's like, oh, babe, I was just, I was telling this guy about your shop. I witnessed it. Hey, I was telling him about your shop. Really sweet. Hey, I told them they need to come to Visita. And I'm like, (laughs) wow, will Mm. you be our PR person? Mm. Like you. Tell everybody, it's really sweet.
3: But that's such a gift. You you talk about throwing out the scale. It's like the scale. We don't even need to have a scale in this regard. It's like to love one another well and show up for each other. And like, I know that you'll sling furniture if you need to. Yeah. Or unearth a truck or whatever.
2: And I do, along with what you're saying, I can. I feel like I can go back to like one shift in our marriage just in the way that we thought about each other that that may have, like, helped.
0: I think I know what you're going to
2: say. Mm. Yeah, and it was while – so Stacy and I went through, like, this horrible time in our marriage. Just, like, use your imagination. and like that <laughs> happened. And it was really, really hard, and we barely made it out alive. And on the other end of it, with therapy and close friends and just healing – one of us was like, hey, it's not my job to make you happy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that was like a light going a off for me. It really was. Yeah. And that that freedom. And, yep. and she was like, yeah, vice versa. And that was like, mm-hmm. huh. And we could like suddenly turn outward. I felt like that was a huge it's major. Moment.
0: Yeah, it really was. Because I especially like we got married so young. And mm-hmm. I was like, I thought that was... Just like when we were dating and we'd go on a date, I'm like, oh, marriage is just one long date where you have to like open the door <laughs> for me and pay for things and mm. you know, make sure I'm having good conversation.
2: And if you mess up that dessert, the way that dessert looks, <laughs> this date is over.
0: I'm not good at sharing desserts. But then we yeah, it was it it was a huge like revelation when it's mm. like, oh yeah, you're not just here to make me happy. And yeah. I'm not here to make you happy. And then it's like you start seeing each other in a different light and you just out of you know out of nowhere you do actually make each other happy but it's in supporting each other and working and yeah. not having all these crazy expectations i think expectations are the thief of joy <laughs> Yeah, No, I really have to manage – yeah, yeah, I have to manage my expectations actually a lot.
1: (laughs) I'm stuck, like, listening to y'all talk about all these memories. (laughs) I I know. I I wish that, like, we had videoed it kind of because the way that y'all, like, search for each other Mm. in the stories and in the memories is, like, really sweet and, like, how you – even, like, in the story, Stacey, where you're like, I'm, I'm leaving Nashville. Like, the kids will be here. <laughs> like, they, y'all express that to each other mm, in the yeah. intensity of your feelings and your experiences mm. and where you are. Hmm. I think so many of us, like, feel those feelings and then repress them because you can't say that to somebody. Mm. And then yeah. we end up in a place that we can't sort of connect or reconcile. Uh, mm. And, like, the way that I'm experiencing y'all today and hearing your story, I'm like, y'all, like, the friendship piece just shines through of, like, hey, we're going to keep saying the things that no one wants to say (sighs) so that we can keep finding each other. Mm. Mm. It's just really pretty and beautiful. It is really. I think it's like I see what works in it Mm. so clearly.
3: There's something else too that strikes me just in in being friends with you is that you guys a lot of people name you, Zach and Stacy Zach and Stacy, but you aren't. I'm not. If I experience either of you solo, I'm not looking for your partner. Like you're fully, mm. you're both fully showing up as yourself mm. all the time. And I think just to Lindsay's point, yeah. it's like that authenticity piece, the the willingness to be vulnerable and show up like good or bad, like tired half masked, whatever it is, like you guys show up in that way and you show up for each other that way. And so mm. that's like I think what makes a good team and speaks to that reframe that you kind of just referenced a bit ago where it's like, oh, I don't need Stacy to show up to make me feel like, okay, we're good. It's mm. like I'm actually – I'm a whole person pursuing this thing. And mm-hmm. obviously in relationship you guys are pursuing a life together, but mm-hmm. like it's whole together. Yeah. and And that takes work too, that like there's ongoing – sustainability practices that I know that all of us are constantly trying to put in place. But I'd love to hear, do you have, have like, your relationship has evolved, like you guys have lived nine lives together, maybe 18, I don't know, like a lot of movements in your story. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there are some favorites, and like you guys, I'm so impressed by the memories, like the (laughs) intact memories. But is there, was there ever a moment where each of you or respectively were like, I need to, like, I need to be processing my stuff in this specific way? Like you talked you talked about therapy. Like, was there ever a moment where you're like, I just want to take care of myself better so that I'm showing up in my work better, for my bandmates better, for my family better? Like mm-hmm.
0: um, Yes, a hundred percent. I think when my mom died really suddenly a year and a half ago, and it was to the place where I was like, I can't, like, we couldn't keep doing it. I mean, Zach was amazing. He kept, like, the wheels on the track, yeah. but it just wasn't a good way forward. And we sat in that for a long time, almost a year. And then I was like, I I really, I need help. I need to talk to someone about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I've talked to Zach. I've talked to Monica. I've talked to friends. And it was, I don't know why it was so hard for me to do it. It really was. It took a lot of time. Like Zach was finally one day like, Hey, I you really need to go talk to somebody. And while that annoyed me and I didn't want to hear it, I was like, Yeah, I do. And so Mm -hmm. I did, and it was just, I mean, if I could have told myself anything, I'm like, don't wait so long. Like Mm -hmm. I actually wish I would have done this 20 years ago. I think I told you this. So it's like I'm gonna chew him up and spit him out. Like he is not ready for this. But man, it was the opposite. He like, you know, wrecked me with his wisdom. I wonder, like, wisdom how, I wonder and if training. anyone
2: else that's ever gone to therapy like th- had that approach.
0: That way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Really? Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, like
0: sizes up their therapist.
2: But like I'm gonna ruin them. <laughs> no, no, I didn't yeah. think I was gonna Goodwill ruin them. I yeah. just thought he was oh, gonna yeah. be like
0: In the fetal position a little bit after I told him everything, but man, he is amazing. And no matter what I tell him, he can hold space for all of it. Oh my goodness, he holds space and he just gives so much wisdom. I mean, it is such a gift, and I'm all for it. Like we have amazing friends, and we've been Mm -hmm. lucky enough to have that. Like we've been married every 20 years in August. Wow! Mm -hmm. So we've known our best friends for 20 years and that i'm so thankful to get to talk to them and i will say it's just different talking to a trained professional mm. and man it's so good yeah i think like on the therapy piece it's
1: like different having somebody that doesn't have any connection no, or yeah. agenda or mm. yeah yeah you know like they just are there to like help you figure out where you are and support you yeah. and i think Especially, I mean, it's like thinking back to when y'all moved out of New York, trying to tell your friends. Mm. Like to have somebody that you could like go and have hold that for you yes. at the time would have been like such a lifesaver. What
0: if it, maybe I wouldn't have called and said, my mom and the kids will be here, but I won't so, when you get Yeah,
3: home. it's possible that could have been different. But it's good to know <laughs> no. that that's
0: where we were coming from. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that's a good marker right.
3: for growth. And
0: yeah, I love that. Yeah, and and even in like catching a therapist up or someone up, to your story, you learn so much about yourself. Like when you're, oh, yeah. to, to have to vocalize, you know, cause it's all in here, it's all yeah. in your head, but to have to like vocalize it and put words to it, sometimes that's all you need is just to like hear things out loud. Mm-hmm. I feel like
3: a lot of these interviews recently, someone has alluded to the fact that like the truth or the answer or whatever it is we're kind of searching for is already sort of like hanging out inside of us. Hmm. And it is, it's like you have that guide to help you kind of unearth, like, oh, I think, yeah, I could be making a different <laughs> choice here, you know, just holding kindly, patiently, holding space 100%. and waiting for you to find that yourself. So, yeah, yeah, it's, I love that. It's beautiful and empowering. You guys have talked so beautifully about celebrating small moments on a Wednesday and like mm-hmm. making. Time for your kids and choosing your kids and choosing your family. I don't know if we articulated, like, there are four kids in the Williams mix. And I guess it might bear mentioning y'all have a cabin that you recently renovated together mm-hmm. on a Magnolia show called The Williams Family Cabin, mm-hmm. which yeah. Stacey's basically Zach's boss on that show,
1: <laughs>
0: if
3: that feels accurate. <laughs> that,
0: was a, that was a test.
3: That yeah. was, like, <laughs> you're, like, renovating— a cabin and your heart at the same had time.
2: So much fun watching that <laughs> on the bus with me. It was hilarious. Oh my gosh! Um, That's funny. Yeah, there's a cabin out close to Loveless Cafe that we hope people will go stay at. But
1: you can like rent it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like so. It's beautiful. We
2: super cozy. We restored it and made it to where we, we wanted it to be like a retreat for like writers and stuff. But then we just forgot to tell anybody about it. Oh, it's out there. It's happening now.
3: <laughs> You're telling him now. Yes. But that was
0: a really fun. I mean, yeah, maybe project fun to do together. is not the right word. But we both do a lot of projects, but not really together. Yeah. Apart from our kids, I think those are projects mm-hmm. we've done together. But maybe you've changed your mind, but I feel like during that filming, you looked at me one day and you were like, I'm never working with you. Totally. Like
2: yeah, no, I haven't changed my <laughs> mind. There's not going to be a season 2. We're not going to work together.
0: Oh my gosh. Um,
2: that was that was a bummer. <laughs>
0: it is. Hard. I mean, it's we approach things very differently. Oh my goodness. I'm like sort of type A like Every I feel the weight of it all, yeah, and like yeah. if I don't do this, it won't get done. And Zach's more like, yeah, I mean, like I was thinking like some blue, and then I had a dream about like a green elephant, and there was like coffee in it. Like he's just like, Baw. dreamer and the executor. Oh my goodness, we need both. Well, they edited. And, they, oh, they edited they the had dreaming. Some fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: There's like some scenes where it looks like I'm just wandering out in the trees. In the middle of the project, just like aimlessly. Thank you. And but
0: I think they got that because they spent a lot of time with you. Yeah. No, I'm down. I'm down. You're being so negative. You were like my rock, for better or worse, mm. story. Um,
2: But yes, we have four kids. Four kids. <laughs> Our oldest is 14.
1: Is it so weird that she's older than y'all were when you met? That. Thank you, Lindsay. That was Lindsay. a funny That's moment. That's great. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Well, and Good we want to make sure that... I was just gonna. We want to make sure that they know, like, hey, yes, we have a fun story, and yours (laughs) might not not look anything like that. Don't
0: be looking for your husband under. They love our story, Mm -hmm. and they're like, I mean, mom, what if so and so is this person for me? And I'm like, oh, babe. Like, like, I'm he's not probably saying repeat Yeah, he's probably not. And it sounds fun in a story, but it,
2: it's, it's but so funny. Also, it's not what
0: I would have chosen. But now I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine any mm-hmm. other way.
2: But I think it's great. We also have, like, really close friends that, like, never got married. And they're totally happy, like, yeah. in their 40s or 50s or whatever. And our kids see that, too. Like, yeah. it's, it's not like, oh, this love this story is the, the only answer. Way. Yeah. It's like, no. And we always tell something. them, we're, we're like,
0: we that. got married too young. But I,
2: I wonder, <laughs> don't. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, these girls are going to be in high school in a little while, and you might have us back on the podcast. And they're like, so <laughs> <laughs> your family totally fell apart. <laughs> Update us now. Because you
0: mean <laughs> being an empty nester?
2: No, just the haze
3: haze of like the teen years and all. Yeah, I mean, I just all the stuff to know. Oh,
0: already, I'm just like I I can. I had a good talk
2: with Betty last night, and Betty reminded me. She was like, "Hey, you and I are a little different in this one way that I think we need to like." Keep in mind while I'm going through middle school and high school, which by the way, it's like wow, very mature. Okay. okay.
0: Like, that's, va- that's that valor stuff, though. That's cool. I <laughs> go no, to, to it. so rad. Been emotionally.
2: She was like, You enjoy talking things out until like
0: to the M's The ants have
2: left the room. Yeah. Like, there's no more life. <laughs> it
0: makes us in all crazy.
2: <laughs> and she was like, I enjoy talking. And then having my time to think about what we talked about.
0: And I was like, amen.
2: Yeah. And like no, my bandmates no. say that. <laughs> Stacy says that. She said like. And you're like. And I, told I was like, yes, I have, I have like, that I've challenge. I've heard this
3: before. <laughs> Thank you for uh, the feedback. <laughs> that's common enough. I,
2: I don't know. <laughs> that's I, kind of amazing. I feel like, like, I don't know how you guys grew up, but like. You know, in our parents' generation, like, saying I'm sorry was not really a part of it. Just apologize when you feel mm-hmm. like you need to. And remember, you're going to be these kids' parents while while they're adults way longer than while they're little kids at your house. So,
0: Raise humans you want to hang out with. Yeah, and I was healthy. like,
2: cool. Yeah. Awesome. Raise so humans you want to
0: hang out with and apologize, like, which we do a lot at our do. house. Like, yeah. it's not... Mm. We'll never be on here giving parenting advice. No, I'll tell that's you that. Not our role. We're just like, pray that's and ask forgiveness. <laughs> One really of our
1: all therapists says all the time, it's not about the rip, it's about the repair. Yeah. So it's mm. sort of like, it gives you like grace that you can like kind of parent. Yeah. And it'll be messy. There's yeah. no like perfect yeah. parent. There's no perfect spouse. But the apologies and mm. the way that we make up yeah. when we mess up is what it's all about.
3: And yeah, I would imagine. Y'all are probably pretty good at that after 20 years with each other, you know? It's like you're practicing the yeah. same tool with your kids. And that's what I would imagine Definitely. you kind of have a little more yeah. research, like you've done more research than you're aware of.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Lots Definitely. of I'm sorry. Yeah. Mainly from Zach, because he's always messing up saying things <laughs> what a great way to wrap up our time she's like and by the way <laughs>
3: <laughs> not true thank you guys thanks for
2: having thanks. us thank you all Love y'all this oh, has been so fun yeah.
0: so fun thank you
2: thank you for listening today and for committing valuable time to share space with these powerful stories make sure you hit subscribe to get all of our inspiring conversations with these incredible people delivered directly to you And if you found this conversation particularly impactful, consider supporting the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.
1: When our emotional health is suffering, many of us begin to feel alone and overwhelmed. If you're in that place right now, we deeply encourage you to ask for help. If Onsite can support you in connecting the dots with one of our programs or other offerings, Our admissions team would love to connect with you. Simply call 1-800-341-7432 or visit onsiteworkshops.com.